It's another fine day at Camp Dynasty. I am Counselor Austin, joined by Counselor Colin, and we are getting spicy today, Colin. You like wings with your NFL draft? Because I do. There's nothing I love more than having wings. So are you a traditional or a boneless guy? I'm not going to lie to you, man. I hate I me was too. A, I was a traditional guy for a long, long time, but about the last year, been dabbling in some boneless, and I haven't been hating it. Listen, the chicken nugget crowd can <laughs> can do their thing. Chicken nuggets are great. Always have been. Sorry. I'm sorry. Boneless wings are fantastic. You can house them. You don't got to dick around. You don't got to get your hands dirty. I mean, I, I'm, I'm all in on boneless wings. I, I like traditional wings. But, yeah, but boneless they're, wings are better. They're great, you know. They're, and and a let me get let me put this out there: a great traditional wing beats yes. a boneless wing every time. But you just can't always count on getting great traditional wings. Listen, traditional wings are like Anthony Richardson. Okay, <laughs> high ceiling. The floor can be a little sketchy. You know, you get a little cartilage in there. It can it can mess your day up a little bit. The bones break easy. Not that's also just a bad time. Uh, and then you got your Jackson Smith and Jigba of of boneless wings. High floor, safe. Take it. You know what you're getting every time. Look at you, man, setting up the episode in style. I Let's love do that. It. Fuck yeah. We're talking about the NFL draft and our campers today and what we are doing. I teased this last week. We're going to get a little bit on the hot take spectrum. I have five flavors of wings, Colin, of varying levels of spice. So how this is going to work is that our most mild flavor of wing is our most mild take, something that's pretty much going to happen, but maybe there's a little bit of a question mark. All the way up until our number five, our hottest flavor, our hottest take. Uh, And this is something that is almost certainly not going to happen. But what if it did? What if it did? So we're going to run through it and we're going to, you know, we're going to talk about some campers along the way. But this is centered around the NFL draft. We are on our path to the draft. It is April. It is the month that the draft happens. So that is a very, very exciting time right now. It's it's amazing. Can you see I, the the joy on my face right now? I I can't even believe it that it's it's April. <laughs> like I I still think back to like the original big board episode that we did, yeah. and we were like, yeah, Bijan and Jameer Gibbs and Jackson and you know Kayshawn and now now we've made Kayshawn. it all the way to April. And I mean, man, it is a special time indeed. It is. It is. And we're going to have a lot of fun. I know we've been having a lot of fun, but we're going to have a lot more from now until the draft. And it starts right now. What are you drinking there? Uh, I was just seeing my cup is green, so it blends in with the background. Oh, Larry Bird. Nice. Yeah, Larry Bird right here. Join There's our the basketball reference for the podcast. I love uh, it. There'll probably be another one. <laughs> There'll be more. <laughs> All right, well, let's get it started. I'm going to turn it over to you. Our first flavor of take is lemon pepper. Great wing flavor, by the way. Great wing. Great wing. Yeah. Better on a traditional wing than on a boneless wing, I would argue. I would and agree with that. Very mild, very easy going. You can knock out 35 lemon pepper wings in one sitting, no problem. 
Don't even got to drink get a drink of water. Nope. Aaron Rodgers is getting traded for 42 and 43. Ooh. All right. We're good. Easy money. We're off of Rodgers. We get two higher seconds. We I'm on the Packers, you know, I'm on the front office. Right. Yes. Yeah, we're Assistant making the trade. GM. Yep. Yes. Uh so I mean I feel like this one cut and dry. We all see it coming. Uh, the Jets are not going to give up 13, it doesn't sound like. And I think the Packers end up settling and getting 42 and 43, which is still a great deal for an aging quarterback that doesn't want to be here. Yeah, and obviously you're sitting here listening to two Packer fans talk. We There's a special investment here, but there is a an overarching narrative here with the, with the pending Rodgers trade because we don't know what the compensation is going to be, and it could change the draft. It could change, you know, talking about 13 maybe he's getting moved. doesn't seem like it. And to your point, the next kind of thing up then becomes second-round picks. Well, the Jets just traded for another second-round pick, one of those two that you just said they would be sending for Rodgers. So... It seems like the 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 dominoes are kind of getting set up right now. Yeah. They're loading up on the picks that it seems like are are in the right spot. And yeah, I mean, I I'm all aboard. Smash accept on that. Also, Elijah Moore to the Browns, which we never really had a chance to touch on. How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I good good for him. Just yeah. we needed a change of scenery to find out if we have anything with Elijah Moore. So yeah. I loved it. I loved it. All right, my lemon pepper take, Colin. It's a layup, right? But maybe it's not a layup. I'm saying CJ Stroud's going number one overall. Ooh. So I'm I'm aligning with the betting favorite right now, and the draft media is is starting to almost circ- like we're we're twisting back around now, right? We got the Bryce Young for like three months of like, yeah, this is easily the best quarterback in the draft. He's gonna go number one. And now for about the last two weeks, it's been a lot of, well, actually, I have C.J. Stroud graded higher, but, you know, it could go either way. Like, there's a lot of people now that are starting to kind of get afraid of the of the size. It's it's becoming a real thing, even though, you know, people in the draft media and people like us aren't actually putting our money where our mouth is. You want to be right. And it's hard to commit to a player like Bryce Young being your number one quarterback at that size. I think the Panthers are going to be in the same boat, and I think they are going to pick C.J. Stroud first overall. Yeah, I I would love this pick. I have C.J. Stroud as my number one quarterback on my NFL board. I mean, th- this just feels right. Uh, this is nice. Uh, Frank Reich, we've talked about it before, is not a small players kind of coach, and that, though he's not the personnel you know, guy, he's not the GM. He doesn't get to make the pick at the end of the day. I think he has a lot of say into what kind of team that they're building. So I think that they're definitely leaning Stroud. I I mean, you could see a late push out of any of these guys, really. We don't really know what the NFL thinks of everybody. It's still smokescreen season. We don't really have a, a bead on who's going to go where and, and what exactly everybody's feeling. But I think, I think Stroud is the – safest quarterback in the class yeah i i also have stroud as my number one quarterback um i you know there's only three weeks or whatever left a month left until the draft i don't really see that changing between now and then 
Which brings up an interesting point as well, is that we haven't really talked about our rankings in a while. Right. And I was yeah. thinking about that this week. Like, you know what? Maybe, like, are we, how, how long has it been? It's been like a month and a half, two months almost. We are going to have a big board episode coming up. Just want to put that out there. If anybody was like, where are the rankings? If there's any lunatics out there that do their rookie draft before the NFL draft, there will be a final big a final pre-draft big board uh, in a couple weeks time. So we'll be able to update on where we are. Cause there's been a lot of movement behind the scenes over since we've talked about it last, I've moved quite a, quite a bit uh, in, in all position groups. So if you do your rookie draft before the NFL draft, I don't like I, you. <laughs> I mean, it's <laughs> like I, I saw somebody on Twitter say the only people that want to do that are the ones that love feeling smarter than other people. Right. And there's then they, no other I feel like they just always that. get bit in the ass. <laughs> yeah. Right. Like, oh yeah. I drafted Zach Evans. Oh shit. He's a fifth rounder mm-hmm. and he's third on the depth chart wherever he went. Yeah. And I now don't... you're stuck with CJ Spiller. Why do we, why do we do this? You, CJ you like Spiller? Draft Isaiah and... Spiller. That's oh, yeah. it. Hey, CJ Spiller. CJ Spiller was actually good, good at player. Football. <laughs> <laughs> All right. All that said, let's move on. Next flavor of take, Colin, is honey barbecue. Yes. Also, great flavor. Great wing flavor. I don't get it very often, but I, I might need to dabble I might, back in. I might that. need to start getting it more often, I think. Yeah. So I, just, I, I like the spicy flavors. Yeah, but, me too. You know, I want a little kick. Yeah. Yeah. But honey barbecue, I, I used to always go to it as a kid. I'd get teriyaki and I'd get honey barbecue because I, I didn't like that. spicy food when I was a kid. Right. Yeah. Okay. I got a CJ Stroud base take. Ooh. Following your CJ Stroud base take. But I want to say Stroud goes number two, and the Texans pair up CJ Stroud and Jackson Smith and Jigba at two and 12. There it is. Yep. There it so, is. So reunite the teammates. You get the familiarity in the offense. You got a a known commodity with both of them, and you've got a connection already in house. And then you can build your offense outward from there. That's uh, I feel like it, it's 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 trying to predict two picks and saying CJ Stroud is going to fall to number two. Get a little hotter than, uh, but it's still honey barbecue. It's not. Oh super, yeah, not super hot. Yeah. Yeah. No, I, I totally get it. And I think we've talked about this a little bit on some previous podcasts, but like the, that, that would be nice. I would like that for both parties. I, I honestly, the Texan situation, the more I think about it, the more excited I am by it. I really like the coaching staff that they have there now. I think there's a lot of draft capital to play with there. And you have a situation like this where you have an opportunity to pair up your quarterback with a new wide receiver one there and a guy with an extremely high floor like Jackson Smith and Jigba. I love it. Whether that's Bryce Young, whether it's CJ Stroud, whatever, I love the pairing there. But Stroud obviously gives you that, you know, kind of what we've seen over the last few years where NFL teams are actually putting an, an investment in pairing up these college teammates uh, that already have that existing chemistry. Yeah, hundred percent. I love it, and it's like you mentioned that they have been doing this before, bringing guys in with familiarity. You saw it with the Jags with Trevor Lawrence and Travis Etienne, and I mean Etienne coming back from injury looked fantastic, and Trevor getting a 
you know, I just feel like that's something that is tangible. It's something that's like, you uh, have you ever started a new job and you don't know anybody there? And it's just like um, yeah. awkward and you don't know like who to ask questions and you just like feel out of place. I feel like if you walk in with somebody you know into a new situation, it just feels good. Man, I like that take a lot because we forget sometimes that it's these are people, right? Yeah. Yeah. So you go to your job first day, you don't know what's going on, you're kind of freaked out, you don't know who to talk to, you don't know what the unwritten rules are. Well, guess what? A freaking number two overall pick quarterback is going to feel that and probably times about 500. So yeah, yeah. let's let's get some familiarity there. Let's get a pal. Let's you know get a, a, a trusted face in the room with him. I, I like it a lot. Yeah. And then you don't have to feel stupid ever because you can be like, yeah. hey, do you know what's going on? And they'll be like, no, <laughs> no I have no, no. idea. <laughs> All right. My honey barbecue take is also kind of in the right. Well, it is in the wide receiver department and it involves Jackson Smith and Jigba because I am saying that we will see four wide receivers drafted in round one. I think there are some question marks about, you know, the class as a whole, like we've seen player, some mock drafts where players like Quinton Johnston, like Jordan Addison, even fall out of the first round I don't think that's going to happen. And I think what you're going to end up seeing is that we do see JSN, Quentin Johnson, Jordan Addison, and Zay Flowers as the four wide receivers that are taken. I think Josh Downs falls out of the first. I think players in that sort of next tier, Cedric Tillman, uh, Tyler Scott, Marvin Mims, guys like that, those are all going to be second round, you know, and later players. So I think four is the safe bet. I mean, we've seen kind of these runs happen. I didn't even mention Jalen Hyatt. I know. I was <laughs> like, come on, man. The Bolitnikoff winner can't even get a, a shout out here. I get it. And he's probably, you know, maybe he is the the best chance for number five when it's all said and done. But I still think it's only going to be num- uh, only going to be four wide receivers. Yeah, I I was doing, you know, just doing mocks to see what makes sense where and how it's going to fall and that kind of thing. And it, it always – four feels like the right number. It's like, you know, J- Jackson feels like goes early. And then it seems like there's a little run in there around the the Ravens and the Chargers and the Giants. And then who, who knows what else is going to happen. And I, I don't know what four it's going to be, but four does – it ends up feeling like the right number. And, I mean – tight ends are another story but wide receivers it feels like yeah i i can i can totally get down with four next flavor of take colin we have the classic old faithful the buffalo wing works every time it's the best it's it's the best one can't i never get sick of buffalo wings not a chance well my buffalo wing take is the raiders are going to trade seven 70 and a 2024 first for pick three and they're going to draft anthony richardson to sit behind jimmy garoppolo for a year or two and they'll have their quarterback of the future i love it thank you i well here's the deal so i think there's a lot of 
I don't want to say like I think this draft is going to be really hard to pin down. I think you already see that where there is a very large range of outcomes just when you're looking at mock drafts like more than normal top 10 even and part of that is what are what are the quarterbacks gonna be you know like are we going to see four quarterbacks go in the top four picks I think when it's all said and done that we are and I think I, I think Vegas is the team where why not Right, exactly. They got Jimmy as a bridge, and now they can bring in a raw prospect like even Levis if they like Levis more, and let him sit. Yeah, and I think Indianapolis obviously, you know, almost certainly will be going quarterback at four. The question yeah. is, do they feel compelled to move up to three to make that happen? And does Arizona want to move down to seven and risk missing out? on will anderson which would almost certainly happen maybe they'd still get jalen carter in that spot right but that's you know a whole new set of challenges yeah and that that's why i think they're gonna have to pay a premium price with those with seven and a 24 first and their their higher third round pick pick 70 i think that that that's a pretty steep price to move down four spots but you're missing out on that tier one you know, when they're sitting at three, they hold the cards. They're like, hey, right. I can get whatever player I want because we're good with Kyler, and I can get any other player on the board. And then they, they forfeit that ability if they move down to seven. Yeah, and we talked about how great of a fit Will Anderson would be there. I mean, I really want to see that happen. But I do too. That team also desperately needs assets, and mm-hmm. if they're getting a – massive offer from the back half of the of the top 10 i i say why the hell not why the hell not so my buffalo take Bijan's going top 12 okay i i can't do this anymore with Bijan. i can't watch the 20s happen anymore every single mock draft that you look at or listen to or however you take it in watch Bijan is slipping into the late 20s he's always there for Dallas he's always there for Buffalo he's always there for Philly at 30 I understand that this is a new day and age the post Saquon era of the draft, you know, that, that there's been a, an effect here, but at the same time, look at the running backs that have gone in this range that we're putting Bijan in. Yes. Najee Harris, Josh Jacobs. I mean, great. I like both of those players. This is a top five player in the entire draft class. And you're not going to be able to convince me until Thursday night of round one that Bijan is not going in the top 12 until I see that happen with my own eyes. I think it starts at eight. I think Atlanta is 100% in the mix for Bijan. Why would they not be? Why would they not want a player like this in that offense? Then 
you talk about this little run. Okay, yeah, maybe Philly doesn't do it. They probably won't. I've heard that enough. Yeah, we get it. Howie Roseman. Get to the Texans at 12. You're pairing up, you know, JSN with these quarterbacks. Why the hell not take Bijan there? They have the D'Amico Ryans comes in from San Francisco. He brings Bobby Slowick along with him. Offensive coordinator was the passing game coordinator in San Francisco. This is a Shanahan offense. They get Christian McCaffrey on that team last year, and it unlocks a team with Brock Purdy as its quarterback to get to the NFC championship game. I mean, get premier talents. I get the whole Elijah Mitchell and whatever, whatever. Get a premier talent in there, build around him, build around your quarterback, and make this offense into something special. The slide stops at 12. I have a Bijan take later, so I'm going to yield my time here. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I think I took enough time for the both of us on that one. It's just, it's just really, it really bothers I know, me. Because there's know. no way. There is no chance in hell that Bijan is there at 27. He's like a top five running back prospect ever. <laughs> it's yeah. like, yeah, they're going to take him at 30. Shut the, what are you talking no. about? And, you know, maybe someone moves up. I, I I say it's 12, but it's definitely not more than the first half. It's 16 is like I, – I, I could have put 16 as like my lemon pepper take. Yeah. He's not falling out of the first half of the first round. Okay. All right. Whew, I got to take a breath. My mom yeah. got to get some water, some milk, <laughs> douse some ranch on that. I um, would never drink oh, milk. <laughs> <laughs> it works, man. It's science. I know it works. It's, it's, uh... All right. Give me your mango habanero take. How about that flavor? Good wing. Uh, man, tough to get through. That, like, I can't if you, eat them. If you get like a half dozen, it's it's a struggle once you get to five. Yeah. I'm 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 working through five. Like I gotta I gotta be conscious about eating my fifth wing there. Yeah. So I it tastes good. A little hot. Habaneros are fucking hot. Tell you what. They sure are. Lamar Jackson. Oh boy. Is getting traded to the Detroit Lions for pick eighteen and pick twenty four, and he's getting the contract he wants. I support it. I, yeah. I support any Lamar Jackson trade that happens in the next month. I'll, I'll, so the Lions are ready-made. They have everything in place right now, and all they need is a a quarterback that can lift the team, that can elevate the roster. Uh, Lamar would be throwing to the best supporting cast that he's ever had. I mean, Amon Ross St. Brown would – be the best wide receiver that he's ever thrown to. Sorry, Hollywood. It's true. Uh, he'd have Jamison Williams in his second year. I mean, he hasn't had like a real deep threat that could catch the ball since Louisville. I feel like, like it, it, Hollywood again, not consistent, inconsistent hands. He's better in Arizona. Everybody remembers that version of Hollywood. If you go back, it's a lot of drops. It's a lot of unfortunate, uh, just, it's unfortunate, period. Uh, And then he can take this 
beautiful team that has been created and make it I, I don't want to say what I'm going to say, but make it into a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, you said it. I know. You said it. Man, <sighs> I the why why wouldn't the Lions do something like this? This team's got picks, man. They got mm-hmm. picks to work with. I mean, you got six, obviously. I mean, yes. there you go. Defensive piece right there. Yeah, so I was just going to point out, I I don't know the rules on the non-exclusive tag. I, I think you have to trade your own picks, which is why I didn't put six right. in the deal. I, yeah, I think so too. So okay. that And that that's, makes it even better because you keep six, you draft, you know, corner, maybe Jalen Carter. I mean, you, you could go a lot of ways there. Fit, help the defense out, trade for Lamar, get the quarterback. Then you got two second round picks yet in this draft. You take, you know, some more pieces, defensive front line, get that short up. You have a high powered offense. You got some young assets coming in on defense with high draft capital. Man, I don't know why this team would not be the first in line to pay that price for Lamar Jackson. There's a lot of teams that should be, but we know they're not. Detroit should be running right now to get an offer in for Lamar. I agree. This is how you microwave a championship team right here. I love it. Yep. I, I don't love it. I As a I Packer fan, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would hate it, and it would right. be a really hard two times a year to watch Lamar eat us alive. Uh, but as an unbiased NFL right. fan, it would be pretty fucking It would be sick. amazing. be amazing. All right, my mango habanero take is related to the Packers. So oh the, the Homer stuff coming through here. We got the Rodgers trade earlier, but now I'm going to dial it up a little bit. And the reason that I included this is not because I like the Packers. It's because this is a really interesting scenario that nobody's talking about. The Packers have pick 45 right now. They might be adding one or more second round picks as you brought up earlier without any coordination, but thanks for the alley-oop. So if you have a 15th overall selection and you have multiple second round selections, you have a running back on a very large contract that was not even supposed to be back this year, but he is, but he'll be gone next year. And you have an expiring former second round pick in AJ Dillon, who you probably don't want to bring back. Just saying he stinks. So why not the Packers? If we, if they took AJ Dillon at the end of the second round in 2020, then why can't we take Zach Charbonnet at pick 45, get the answer into this LaFleur offense, be the player that we wanted A.J. Dillon to be, combination of speed, power, and athleticism, and be the back that we need in the Jordan Love era. This makes my heart happy. <laughs> but like it's not going to happen. It's no, a mango no. habanero take. Yeah. Uh, man, so Matt LaFleur comes over from Tennessee. They draft A.J. Dillon to be their Derrick Henry. A.J. Dillon does not have any pop <laughs> or long speed. So he is not a – shockingly, he's not one of the best running backs of our generation. 
uh, Derrick Henry. But Zach Charbonnet could be their second swing at this three-down monster that you can just give the ball to 150 times a game and let him carry your team and let him be Jordan Love's best friend. And, yeah, it would be a little funky year one with all three of them on the roster. But fine with me. More guys to give the ball to, the better. Yeah, I mean, it's I, I bring it up just because I think there's a lot of talk about the running back spots. What are the good running back spots? Okay, obviously, yeah, it's Miami, it's Atlanta, it's, you know, all of these teams. But there's some teams that are kind of sneaky. Like, we, we already talked about the Bengals, and they aren't even sneaky anymore. That's just no. a straight-up need at this point. Yeah. So there's more teams emerging in this extremely deep running back class and why you know the Packers they clearly want to be invested in the run game they tried to do it with AJ Dillon in the second round a lot of people thought that was a little rich for him so maybe yeah I don't know dip your toes or they could just get Braylon Allen next year or yeah, do whatever man do whatever works but I want Charbonnet, uh, Charbonnet I'd want that'd be <laughs> I so said, nice I want him in the NFC North he's an NFC North running back well he did not the bears you painted the picture for me really well you're like yeah i want him blowing the the steam <laughs> yeah, out of his uh, nostrils oh, blowing yeah. steve in the sub-zero temps oh, that'd be nice on the frozen tundra in december you know fighting for four and eleven I, <laughs> it doesn't get any better than that does it all right it is the moment of truth on flavors of takes we have gotten through four flavors excellent flavors where the mouth is in a little bit of pain after mango habanero but now we're going to take it up to a new level this is our own proprietary flavor here at camp dynasty it's called inferno so colin yeah scorch my mouth with your inferno take okay so the the unfortunate part of not sharing our answers beforehand is oh we boy. might step on toes a little bit. Oh boy. So you said Bijan's going to go top 12. My inferno take is Bijan's going top eight. Ooh. Yes. yes. So we haven't seen a running back go this high since Saquon, if I'm not mistaken. You're I don't correct. know exactly. Yeah. So uh, everybody's scared. Everybody's just fucking scared. And they need to nut up and take one of the best players in the class. We have Carolina at one, going quarterback, obviously. Texans might not go quarterback. They're not going running back. They're probably going quarterback. Cardinals might trade down. Um, Guess what? Bichon's one of the best players in the class. Sorry. Do they need a running back? Do they need offensive talent? Do they, they need, need a cornerstone while it, Kyler's out? Yeah, they need literally anybody that can get yards because it was horrid to watch last year, and James Conner is not getting any younger. Uh, the Colts, good on running back. They're not going to take a running back. Seattle, I wouldn't hate it. I'd hate it for our, his dynasty value. I'd hate it for Ken Walker's dynasty value. <laughs> but I wouldn't hate it in terms of – Bijan Robinson and Ken Walker being a running back duo in the NFL. Detroit, we already talked about them. I'm just saying, uh, David Montgomery, I'm fine. DeAndre Swift, he stinks. Uh, the Raiders, they franchise tag Josh Jacobs. 
So they're ready for a running back to fill in next year. If they don't trade up and you you see Will Anderson, the quarterbacks, and like Tyree Wilson go off the board, <laughs> why not? The Falcons, you already made the case for the Falcons. They got a banged up Cordero Patterson that they're, you know, wheeling out there every game. He's like 31. He's a kick returner. Uh, they got Tyler Algier and Caleb Huntley, who none of us are in love with, but like volume is king for running backs. Uh, so that that's my case is top eight. I wouldn't even be mad. I wouldn't blink an eye. You you see the the Falcons are the one where you see them year after year. They did it with Kyle Pitts, where it was like, all right, we're doing this this early. You know, unicorn, athletic freak, uh, best player of a generation at his position. We're doing it. Drake London, athletic freak, physically gifted. We're going. We're doing this. We're pulling the trigger. We're taking him off the board. They have a propensity to get their guy, and Bijan's right there for him. Yeah. I've, you know, I made my case, but yeah. I, I really – don't think that the NFL and draft media are on the same page on this. I think draft media is afraid. I think everybody is conditioned to think that in this post Saquon era, that running backs just don't go anymore. But I, like I said, I mean, you cannot tell me that Najee Harris goes 24 and Bijan's going at that point or like, later. What are we talking about? It's just not happening. And Atlanta, I like what you said. They're not afraid to invest in high. They're, they're not afraid to invest their high picks in skill positions in guys that they identify as elite talents at the position. And that team and Arthur Smith did a lot of damage with Tyler Algier as a running back. Imagine how high the ceiling of that offense goes with Bijan Robinson. I mean, you can have Desmond Ritter all day long, and he will be surrounded by Bijan, Drake London, and Kyle Pitts. I mean, that's one of the best situations in all of football. If they have a quarterback, that is like you're talking about greatest show on turf coming to Atlanta. 2017, the number eight overall pick. Christian McCaffrey. All right. 2008, Darren McFadden, number four. You know, we got in 2015. That's not that long ago. I know it's a little longer than maybe we think it is, but 2015, not that long ago. Guess who went 15? A running back. I won't make you think too long. I, 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 give, give me your best shot. Uh, Melvin Gordon. There it is. Melvin Gordon went 15th uh, eight years ago, and Bijan is going to go 28th. Like, I, yeah. uh, Saquon, obviously, he went number two. That's yeah. probably never going to happen again. Zeke, Zeke and Saquon yeah. were the last uh, ones. Ezekiel Elliott went number four in 2016. Uh, Todd Gurley went number 10 in the same draft as McCaffrey. Yeah. I, I just, I think that the NFL. I think NFL teams want the best player possible on their Gurley, team. Wait a minute. Gurley was in 20... No, he's in 20, not 2017. 15. Sorry. Yeah. You're good. Uh, Melvin Gordon. Same draft right. as Melvin Gordon. Yep. There it is. Yes. My bad. 
No, you're fine. But, and it's, yeah, I, I get it. It's a different NFL. You can pull up these numbers from a long time ago, which is not really a long time ago, but it kind of is. It's different now, but Bijan's also different. So Exactly. All right. I'm staying on running back for my infernal take. I don't uh, – okay, I don't need to – I'll just say it. Ten-plus running backs go on days one and two of the draft. For reference, in 2020, there were nine, and there hasn't been more than nine in a little while. You go back to these, like, the drafts you're talking about where running backs are getting drafted in the top ten. I think this is the sort of class where you see that sort of run. And and the reason I even bring this up is because day three for running backs in Dynasty is always like it's it's like doomsday, right? Cemetery. Yeah. If we if it's if we get into day three and your name hasn't been called I get, yeah, sorry. Try again next time. I guess you don't matter. Uh, <laughs> tell that to Damian Pierce. But so I think this is the kind of class where there's been a lot of chatter, a lot of, you know, we, we know all these names, pick your flavors, all of that type of stuff. I think this is the kind of class where you legitimately can see 10 guys go in the top three rounds and and therefore make all of these players dynasty relevant in a, in a sense. So, I mean, it's an infernal take because it's, I, you know, in this day and age, maybe that doesn't happen, but I have 11, I think right now, uh, round three or higher grades for running backs. So 11 or 12. So I'm, that's still two players that I'm saying aren't going to fall into that, into that range. And you're still going to see that many guys go. Uh, and it's reasons like Green Bay at 45 that make me believe it's it's going to happen. There's a lot of teams in, in, those, in those rounds where maybe you don't think about them as a running back needy team. But in a class like this, they might just scoop them up. All right. I'm going to take your take. And I'm going to, you know, the, the Inferno, I, I want to crank it up a little bit. Ooh. Okay. I want. I'm gonna make you crank it up a little bit. <laughs> oh God! Give me the ten. Give you the ten. Give huh? me the ten. Oh man. Okay. Well. All right. I'll give you the ten, and this is actually. And gonna... give me the round they're getting drafted in. Oh God. Okay. I'll this, do this it. This is how. This is how. You, how we do a take here. Okay. So I'll. I'll give it my best shot, and it's also gonna come with a caveat, which was going to be a different take of mine. Okay. All right. So we're going to get to bring that up all right. after all. So I thought I, I thought I had to cut it. But, okay, the 10 that I think get drafted in the top three rounds. Bijan, first round. Charbonnet and Gibbs and A-Chain, second round. I'm going three guys in the second. Uh, maybe four <laughs> guys in the second. Okay. Get him in there. Jesus. This is an inferno take. The round is the round is challenging. Yeah. Because I'm like, is there gonna be six running backs taking the third round? 
I'm also giving away my running back rankings as I do this, apparently. Just, just do them out of order. <laughs> just. Um, Tank Bigsby's a fringe. Ooh. He could yeah. be he could be a late second. He could be an early third. Ooh. I don't know where, I don't know who has the picks. You like Tank. I do like Tank. All right. Third round then is Kendra Miller, mm-hmm. Sean Tucker, mm-hmm. Tyje Spears. Yep. Izzy. Ooh, I like that guy. Uh, and Roshan. All right. Did you notice which name I didn't include in that list? Oh, no. He's, so he's gone. It's over. This, my, uh, my original honey barbecue take was that Zach Evans is a day three pick. Yeah. I don't. I don't have him there in fact i don't have him close to there but if i'm higher right okay all right i I still (laughs) zach evans is still firmly on my radar yeah i have not faded zach evans but i think that there has been a a momentum shift and he just had his pro day and it wasn't what I was expecting out of him. And I think it was enough where his day two capital is in actual jeopardy. And honestly, a lot of the players that I just rattled off, I mean, they're fringe guys, fringe day two guys. Maybe a team likes Evans after all, likes the athletic profile, even though the, you know, whatever is RAS isn't, super high like i thought it would be but yeah i'm a little bit concerned about zach yeah i it just seems like his name has completely fallen out of the cycle like there's so many names that are jumping around even i mean sean tucker you you brought you popped him in and i was like i haven't heard his name in a while and that was somebody we expected to have really good numbers and i think he did his pro day well there's a medical situation with tucker yeah so he had to skip his pro day just like he had to skip the combine it's an undisclosed medical situation so we don't really know what that means that that alone might be enough for tucker to not be a a day two pick um but the point stance you know it's an inferno take absolutely and the names take the names there, it's like, yeah, like some of those guys are fringe third rounders, but like they're also players that I have a third round or higher grade on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm because I mean, they're good. I'm looking at the the full draft order and like say the Chiefs and the Eagles aren't dying to get a running back. They both pick at the bottom of the second, you know? They they could easily go running back there, and then you just got a slew of teams in the third round. If they also don't go running back early, like Dallas, the Bills, Bengals, that are in the middle of the third round, that could absolutely go running back. So I I hundred percent can can see it happening, and I think there's a lot of teams that need running backs, and I think there's a ton of good running backs in this class. So. I, I like it. I like the Inferno. It's and we're going to include the compensatory selections in the third round because yeah. they are technically included. San Francisco has three. You know yes, they're they good for one running back. 
So, yes. and that guy's going to shoot up the boards. So. Absolutely. Trey Sermon, baby. Christian McCaffrey handcuff. Yeah. All right. Um, yeah, I'm full. My mouth is on fire. Yeah. That is flavors of takes at Camp Dynasty. Yeah, I, my nose is running. My lips are on fire. Uh, I can't feel my tongue. And I've consumed a lot of ice cream to try to quell the heat. <laughs> And if anything else, this just makes me as excited for the draft day wings as the actual draft, I which is what I was hoping right for. now. <laughs> yeah, get so on the bad. phone right yeah, now. Seriously. Make a phone call, get some wings ordered up. So, yeah, that was a little bit of a glimpse into layers of the NFL draft, things that we kind of anticipate, things that, you know, maybe it's a little out there, but the draft has a way of being sort of weird and unpredictable in many ways. So we try our best here, making it a little fun along the way. Uh, next week, we're going to be swinging back around, Colin, because I, I talked about this in the midst of our takes there. It's been a while since we've spent some time with the guys. Yeah. It's been a while since we've spent some time with our campers really gotten to talk about them outside of the narratives outside of the bigger picture. I want to lock back in on these guys because uh, it's, you know, I, I miss talking about them. I miss, go, I miss talking about them. So next week we're going to do something that I hope is fun. And that is, is interesting, which is the comp show. We're going to be making comps for the top prospects, the top campers here at camp dynasty, we're going to be doing a high end and a low end for each player. So it'll be, it's, it's not going to be, you know, not every running back with dreads is Jamal Charles. Not every wide receiver that's plays in the slot is. Yeah. Yeah. I said it just. What? <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? They're not. Uh, Jameer Gibbs is not Alvin Kamara because right, he looks right. like him. Yeah. It, and maybe I got to calm down on my Kendry Miller, <laughs> Aaron yeah, Jones because they're 33, 33 and have and, short dread, braids. Yeah, yeah. Short braids. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll, we're going to put some thought into it. We're going to make them fun. They might not all be super, super serial, but we're going to find out when we, when we get there. So we're going to be doing that. And then just to paint the picture ahead, because I already said next week after that is final big boards. So we're going comps into big boards. So it is campers, 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 all the way through until draft week when we do our NFL mock draft. So that is the path to the draft. I'm laying it all out because I'm excited about it. I want people to know what's coming, what we're going to be talking about, and, and hopefully get excited along with us. I can't wait to have some absolutely heinous low-end yeah. comps for these people. <laughs> it's like, man, I, I can't wait to just completely disrespect. Like, yeah, no, this guy is going to be – I got I to gotta do some, like, real research into – you know who's had the worst seasons ever and just see if i can pin one of them to one of these guys i i can't wait i'm gonna get people to riled it. up a little bit I, are you uh how are you feeling about final big board final pre-draft big board in two weeks oh good okay? god i feel i feel so good and so like nervous to unveil the final pre-draft big board because man i 
it's been so long since we did like our rankings and our big board and everything and pre combine even I feel like it was pre combine. Yeah. The last time we did a big board update, it was five players only, and it was uh, February seventh. Wow. Yeah. So, so it's been a while, and there's been a lot of tape in between then and now. There's been a combine in between then and now. A lot has changed. So yeah, I'm really looking forward to that and to spending some time. And it's going to be a full big board. Ladies yes. and gentlemen, it's going to be 12 players, player. oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah. 48 <laughs> players. No, we're, we're going to dial it up a full first round, 12 players deep and, and get intimately familiarized with how things have shifted uh, over the last two months, Colin. Intimately. Intimately. We're going to get very, very intimate here. <laughs> Can't wait. I, I really. And then the NFL mock after that. I mean, yeah. man, we are ramping up. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. Fun time of the year. It's April, baby. We are here. It's draft month. So thank you for joining us this week. Tune in next week. Follow, like, uh, rate, review, subscribe, subscribe whatever whatever it is. Retweet. Apple, Spotify, Google. Bookmark. Bookmark. I mean, whatever you got to do to find us week in and week out. We appreciate that. Follow us at camp underscore dynasty on Twitter and at at camp dot dynasty there it is on tiktok uh and i think that's it i think that covers it our video guy's got to get back in the lab yeah uh we i gotta talk to that guy he's yeah me too he's slacking a a little bit (laughs) yeah withholding the next paycheck (laughs) all right well thanks for stopping by camp dynasty this week and we'll see you next week